Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. All right, welcome everybody to the Gen Z Show, brought to you by Generation Z. I'm your host for the Gen Z Show, James McLam, and I'm, I'm joined today by one of our Ziegler Youth Certified Trainers and my daughter, uh, Sarah Beth McLam. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing pretty well. I hope you are. Doing well. Now, when we are filming this, you have just started back uh, at school at North Carolina State University. How's that going so far? going pretty well pretty well a uh, little bit different being online but it's going well professors are so amazing as we're all struggling a little bit with the COVID virus and, and, and what is happening with it uh, our guest today I think everyone's going to enjoy a lot and I was really excited that he agreed to do this the day that we're filming this is the day after uh, NBC's Titan Games had their season finale and our guest, William Sutton, who was the Eastern Region champion in the Titan Games, was the runner-up in the Titan Games, just barely missed winning the games last night in a thrilling race. And he's an ag teacher here from North Carolina. I grew up in a little area called Trenton, North Carolina, but now uh, teaches at Croatan, which is out near the uh, coast of North Carolina. And he's a competitor in the, in, the, in the Titan Games. And so he shares with us a lot about his experience. What do you what did you enjoy the most about uh, the interview that we had with him? Well, I think right off the bat, his humor. He is one funny guy. <laughs> one funny guy. He loves Talladega Nights. And, uh, <laughs> but he really talked about being an underdog a lot of the time throughout his life. And I really appreciated that, um, him sharing some of his advice that he gives his students, his players, um, that he coaches, uh, lessons that he learned from other Titan players and competitors, just lessons that help motivate him to keep going um, keep pushing forward, even though um, he might not be as big or as strong as some other guys, but he's got the fight in him. So, audience, stick around and view and, and stay with us and listen to our interview with NBC's Titan Games runner-up for 2020 and agriculture teacher for North Carolina, Mr. William Sutton. All right, welcome to the show. We got our guest today with us, Mr. William Sutton uh, from Trenton, North Carolina, who as, as most folks right now, right now, is a competitor on NBC's Titan Games and was the runner-up for the 2020 season. Welcome to the show, William. What's up? Good to be here. Glad to get invited. Well, a lot of the folks, uh, our young folks, may not know your story, who you are, what you do. Maybe they haven't followed it uh, on television. Share a little bit about who you are and, 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 and tell them, introduce yourself to our audience. Well, uh, my name's uh, Will Sutton, uh, a.k.a. Country Strong, <laughs> but um, uh, I'm an ag teacher at Croatan High School, JV basketball coach, and uh, I grew up um, in the FFA and uh, grew up in the high school. Actually, my dad was an agriculture teacher for 31 years, and um, he, he taught FFA. He was an FFA leader, um, advisor for the high school. And uh, so I kind of grew up in the FFA in that leadership organization and um, raised a bunch of uh, lambs and um, we've raised lambs, cows, and pigs. You know, I've kind of always uh, had livestock at the house. Um, at one time, we had close to about 100 uh, show lambs at our house, and I was uh, working and um, shearing and everything all the time. And um, so kind of got grew up on the farm, you know, kind of got a, a knack for lifting heavy objects such as feed bags and things like that. 
And um, it just kind of, it was, I enjoyed lifting those things. And um, that kind of got me um, in, uh, pushed to start like, you know, in the gym and uh, lifting and uh, pursuing athletic competitions, such as powerlifting in the future. But uh, also played basketball and baseball in high school. Um, uh, played, uh, I was a four-year starter on the baseball team on varsity uh, in high school, played shortstop. Um, played one year of uh, Division Three baseball, and then I transferred to NC State, where I pursued a agriculture business degree and played on the club baseball team at NC oh. State. Um, and also uh, was voted team MVP my senior year at, at NC State um, on the club team. Uh, played shortstop there, and uh, it, I, I mean, still uh, lifting weights every day, um, picking up weight and putting it down. You know. Uh, it's, I, I enjoy it pretty much. Um, I, I enjoy teaching, and uh, yeah, it's just been a great time. Um, and I think all those things kind of fed into my success on the Titan Games. So tell us, how did you get interested in Titan Games, and how did you? What was your journey to get to where you were? Now, for those of you who are watching this, I know this will, the Titan Games would have ended well over a month before this is aired. We're taping this the. Uh, day after the finale aired. So you're going to hear us refer to a lot of things like, oh, it was on last night. That's why we're taping this the night after this aired. So how did it get to your journey where it culminated last night? All right, so um, I think, uh, you know, I've always wanted to do something, kind of like showcase uh, my talent. You know, I've always kind of been the underdog in all the sports I played. I'm only 5'7", 180 pounds. Um, I was smaller than that in high school, and uh, I, um, I've always, like, felt like I had to prove something because people didn't look at you, didn't look at me as a primetime athlete, you know, didn't look at me as a threat until I actually went out there and participated in the sport or went out there and, uh, and showed people that I was pretty athletic. I was uh, smooth with the baseball, and uh, I could hit it pretty far, and um, I could shoot three-pointers all right, and uh, – so I think uh, I've always wanted to prove – I've always had to play up, too. I've always played at a higher level because my brother was a year older than me and uh, parents didn't want to, you know, be on two different teams. So they just um, made me play at a uh, older age group. So I never really got to play with my age group all throughout uh, T-ball, middle – I mean, uh, middle school, but uh, like AU travel ball and things like that. So I've always had to play at a higher level and I – and um, I just always been kind of the one that had to showcase my ability and had to prove more just so that people would, uh, you know, respect me on the field. Um, and uh, that's when um, I was like, man, I, I could do that at the national level. I feel like I'm just as uh, talented, just as athletic as anybody. And I work just as hard as anybody in the weight room. And um, I have a pretty, uh, pretty good work ethic. And uh, I feel like I need to showcase it and um, maybe inspire others that feel like they have to do the same thing. Um, that they can get out there and they can they can prove it and, they, and they probably they are just as strong they are just as talented as other people. So uh, and then I, I saw an uh, advertisement for NBC the Titan Games. Um, Where'd you see the advertisement at? Uh, on YouTube. Um, right. It was before the first episode ever aired. It was like the first thing like oh NBC Titan Games they were promoting it on YouTube and uh so um and I'm a big fan of Dwayne Rock Johnson. I, I mean. A lot of people. Who is not? Uh, he's the top I mean, star he, now, isn't he? Isn't he top five top star? He's the people's champ, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he um, uh, he was a host and everything. I was like, man, this would be right up my alley because I felt like American Ninja Warrior. I, I didn't feel like I, 
I feel like I do fine on American Ninja Warrior, but it's it's a little more challenging for people that are, you know, have a higher body uh, muscle mass, you know, yeah. or lift and um, so, and shorter. I mean, does it? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm the same size as you to the number almost five seven one eight, same size. So I got you here, man. Yeah. So um, I just felt like uh that this was I mean that was like man this is right here. It was almost like it was like divine intervention. Like hey, you need to apply for this. Um, so I applied for it in, I think it was either January or February of, uh, 2019. Yeah. 2019. And they called me in November of 2019. So it was almost 10 months, nine or 10 months after I sent in the application that they called. I had forgot about it. I thought like, um, I, I just didn't think that they would call me, you know, I just kind of had lost track of like hey i'd not even done it i didn't forgot i didn't even fill out the application um but uh i just remember watching the show and i thought man that would be cool if i was on that show you know that i think i'd be pretty good on them competitions um so uh yeah and uh there it was got an invite to the combine um the combine was in la uh los angeles california and uh that was a place that i had never been before i never really flew on a plane longer i went to nashville one time um and that was the only time I'd ever flew on a plane. So this was the second time I ever flew on a plane. I had to fly all the way across the United States. Hmm. And um, so I get there and I didn't know what to expect. My mom was scared for me to go. She didn't, she didn't know if it was a scam or something. It'd be like the movie Taken. Um, <laughs> you know, she, she, she was actually crying. She said, I don't want you to go, you know. I was like, well, I think it's legit. I mean. Um, you can have her practice the Liam Neeson voice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I got there and um, saw all these huge people. I'm like, good gracious. Like, these people were huge. And um, But then we got to the combine. I mean, I knew. I was like, you know, I've always been taught that, you know, size doesn't matter. You know, it's not, it's not the uh, size of the dog and the fight, the size of fighting the dog. Yeah, I know you probably heard that. So uh, we get to the combine, and there's these all these different obstacles and everything. And uh, um, we get done with the uh, combine, and, like, my group members were like, man, you're like a silent killer. Like we didn't be this good at this stuff. Um, and, uh, they were just impressed at, uh, how athletic and everything I was. And, um, they're like, man, you what, what were some of the things you did at the combine? Uh, we're not really supposed to say, um, oh, okay. yeah. disclose. I understand uh, that. Yeah. But it was just, I mean, if you think about an NFL workout with the incorporation of some type of like agility course kind mm -hmm. of things, um, time the agility, agility course, not to go into details. Uh, that was the sort of things that were up there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I was just, I mean, I felt like I was just as fast and athletic as anybody there. Um, and uh, it was just a great time. And that's when I knew, like after that combine, I was like, man, if I get invited, I think I can, uh, I think I can make a run for this thing. I think I can make a run for that uh, Titan crown, you know? And um but when I got the call, I got the call that Monday or Tuesday after we got back on Sunday. I think I got the call Monday morning or Tuesday morning. It weren't long after that saying, here, we need to set up the flight details. You're invited to go to the Titan Games. So I think I was probably one of the first ones called um, out, of the, out of the people. But um, now, When did they film the, the, the Eastern Region uh, competition all filled within that uh that three-week period um it was all staggered so it's not really you can't really like we were we were all competing together on 
same days and stuff like that. Uh, they were Eastern, the Western, and the Central were kind of all filmed in the same times. So, and they all were filmed in that same area. And that was at the end of January, February. Mm, the end of end of January and beginning of February. Yes, sir. So you had to you had to miss. I mean, I know the season was probably cut short with COVID, but you had to miss some of the basketball that you were coaching as well. Yes, I did. Yeah, I had to leave it to my assistant coach and uh, coach Jim Stevens, and he took it home the conference championship. <laughs> so uh, that was awesome. You know, uh, we were sitting at first. We were tied for first place, leaving, and uh, we ended up actually being co-champs with uh, another high school in the conference. But um, he won a lot of tight games while I was gone, and. Uh, it was um, pretty awesome to be able to FaceTime the, the, the students and the, um, kids on the team, and they were uh, cheering and everything in the locker room, wanted me to give a motivational speech. And uh, so I brought out my inner Jimmy V, and I gave him what I had in my tank and uh, um, did the best I could to motivate them. And, and, you know, they tore the wall down going out of there, and uh, they won the conference championship. Well, they tied, I reckon, but still, we still got T-shirts out of the deal anyway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so as you were competing what what types of lessons did you learn about yourself about being able to overcome these things what type of things did you learn um I mean first of all I learned that uh you know like I, I quoted it last night but Art of War um all battles are won before they even take place you know if you think you can go out there and compete and uh tackle it and and win and uh, if you get that kind of effort, even though, I mean, sometimes you might fall short, but, you know, you gave it everything you got, then that's what uh, matters. You have to be mentally focused every single time. I know that last time I competed, um, something just didn't, didn't feel right, you know, when I went out there on the, um, on the floor. Um, I don't know. I don't know what was uh, – I know that uh, I went and ate. They, they kind of told us that we had time to eat before that uh, last round. And as I went and ate me, you know, they, they fed you good down there. And uh, so I went and ate, you know, got me a little steak. You know, you don't never turn down the steak if there's a free steak involved. No, and no. I ate that, and about midway through, my French fries that go with the steak, they said, all right, it's time to go. <laughs> what in the world? Like, so I knew, <laughs> I knew that, uh, <laughs> that it was not going to digest before I went out there. So um, we had to go uh, get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? Uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so along with that lesson, or that you – wait, what? Go ahead, Sarah. Okay, are we good? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was getting feedback from your end, so I was like, are you saying something? I think it was delayed. Um, but, yeah, so along with those lessons uh, that you learned of – um, preparation begins before you even get out there. Um, what were some of the challenges that you faced um, physically? Yeah, there are a lot of challenges, so you can share about some of those, but also mentally. I think it was more mental than physical, honestly. Like, if you're physically um, capable of doing something, you know, uh, then your muscles and your ability to, you know, go out there and perform, it's going to take over um, and you're going to perform at the highest level. But it's just a matter of like getting your head right, getting your mind right. You know, if you come out in a, if you come out in a baseball game and you got a bad approach to the plate, you know, if you're not ready for that first pitch to take that first pitch, that might be the only for, uh, pitch you get to hit. 
you know, just like that in any competition, you know, if you're not ready, if when you step up to an obstacle, uh, if you don't have an approach, if you're not mentally prepared for it, then you're not going to know what to do when the, when the opportunity arises. Um, and just like uh, the, the weight, you know, the weight of from uh, February that I sent in the application to when they call me in November, you know, how easy could it be to say, hey, I mean, there's no reason to go to the gym every day because I have nothing to work forward to. I don't have a powerlifting competition coming up. I don't, I'm not playing slow pitch softball every weekend like I was. Um, there's no reason to be in the top physical shape of my life. You know, it's no reason to work every day. Um, but if you keep on working, you never know when that opportunity is going to come. You never know if you're going to be able to um, step forward and, and go tackle it, you know, and uh, it's just, a matter of just do the best you possibly can every single time. You know, the good book says uh, that um, if you um, continue to do a good work, then you will reap a proper harvest. Um, so, I mean, you keep on working hard. You never know what's going to happen whenever you set foot um, and you give yourself an opportunity. You know, um, you never know who's going to call one day, who's going to come knocking. We used to, uh, I was in a basketball camp there in um, ECU and the, the coach at ECU would uh, have us like just knock on the floor and he'd get in the knock. He said, get the knocking. So we knock on the floor, you know, and it sounded like a big old rumbling gym. Everybody's knocking on the hardwood. And he said, what's that knocking? And everybody would say opportunity, sir. So you never know when the opportunity is going to come. You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready to tackle it. And um, it's just mentally prepare for it and uh, keep on working hard. And then, uh, like I said, the opportunity came and I was ready and, uh, and then it's just a matter of getting mentally focused before the uh, before the um, competition. So uh, it was just amazing opportunity for for one, but being ready for that opportunity is another thing. So, well, the folks that you beat, did you was there ever a time when, when you looked over at your competitor and gone, "Ooh, this is like," I mean, you beat MMA guys, you beat paratrooper guys. I mean, that, those races were amazing. Uh, I, I guess the guy who was the paratrooper. I don't remember his name. Uh, those were amazing races. Did you ever look over and go, wow, you know, this is – or was it always something in you did? Well, I forward? feel like it – I mean, it goes back to just, you know, your mental ability to focus your – I mean, what's your mindset going in? If you go in with a mindset, hey, I'm – you know, I can only do as much as I can do, that if, especially on Mount Olympus. Nothing they did impacted you. It was strictly you against the course – it was nothing they did could influence what you did. Now, in Lunar Impact, like when you had to race up, I knew I had to get up there faster because I was going up against a CrossFit athlete, you know, mm -hmm. who's got endurance. I was a power lifter. I was good for short periods of time, you know. Um, I mean, I got I do do power lifting too, but I, he probably would have had a little bit more endurance than I did. So I had to get up there and get him off that wall just as fast as possible, just like the Herculean pool. I mean, that's something that you're going up. They have an influence on what you do. But when there's nobody, it's just you up against the course, then I think, you know, just staying true to yourself, saying the only person that can beat me in this competition is me. If I go and I give it 110% and I go and run this course just as smooth as possible and I don't make mistakes, then, the, I mean, if he beats me, he's just, he just beat me, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was just the mindset, you know. You go out there, I mean, most of the time uh, you beat yourself, you know. Um, and I think that – that, and that, that kind of happened last night in the finale um, when uh, I couldn't get through the wall. You know, I, did, I didn't have a great technique going through the wall, and uh, it just uh, came back to bite me, and uh, that was probably that was the difference in the, in the whole um, course. 
that new element, the concrete wall that you had yeah. to bust through. Yeah. yeah, I just I didn't know I never seen it before, and uh, we didn't get any practice runs on it enough, and so it was kind of you just had to go in and do the best you possibly can to get through it, and you know it was it was a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> How thick was that wall? I, it seemed like it was real thick. <laughs> it like uh. Ooh, I don't know. It was um. I don't know if there's a bunch of houses built down here on the beach to withstand hurricanes that are stronger than that wall right there. <laughs> That's tough. So uh, our audience obviously is a very young audience. They're you know late high school, early college. What would you tell them about trying to reach their goals or reach their aspirations? I mean, this this is a big deal going from, you know. Jones County all the way to you know to be able to be on the spotlight with the biggest box office star in the world right now that's a that's a journey that some of them are looking like I, I never could accomplish anything like that and I think your story is one that certainly can inspire them to to think bigger than what they're thinking yeah um uh for one like I like in, in the class I'll tell students so like the first day We'll say write a goal on on your binder on your first page in your binder or something, and uh, just write it big. Just take up the whole sheet, write it big, you know. Um, and uh, they're like, well, you know. Uh, and I was like, you know, the key to this goal is not selling yourself short. Hey, if you want to be a movie star, or you want to be, you know, a hero, or you want to be president of the United States, whatever, you know write it down and look at it every single day and remind yourself, am I doing something to get me toward this place that I want to go? You know, I told uh, people I wanted to be, you know, I want to influence millions of people uh, one day. And um, they were like, well, you won't ever do that being a school teacher. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone and putting your foot out there and trying your best to you know, accomplish something that, um, that, you know, you seem unimaginable. I can't talk. Uh, unimaginable. Good Lord. But, um, but yeah, just stepping step outside your comfort zone because that's where growth happens. You know, when you step outside your comfort zone, if you don't, like, succeed in that thing that you did, well, at least you learned something from that experience. And that's, that's the biggest thing is learning from your experiences. And, uh, and that's, like, um, keys to learning. You know, I took a theory of learning class and getting my grad degree and, almost all the experiences from when you're a child come from, I mean, uh, all your learning comes from past experiences and, you know, every experience you're able to get. And that's why I try to get, like, that's why FFA is so important, you know, giving these people experiences outside of the classroom because they learn, you know, they might not have great instructional value going to the NC state fair, but they see stuff that they'd never thought they'd see before going on there and they'll remember that experience for the rest of their life. So experiences are so important. And, um, you know, that experience at the Titan games, you know, made me learn so much about myself, about others and about how television works. And it was just amazing to have that experience. So I know a lot more about how that operation works and I learned from that. And just so happens I did a pretty good job, I reckon, and I'm proud of myself for what I accomplished. And, uh, um, just step outside your comfort, comfort zone. Um, you know, you can't, you, you will never get it if you don't try, you know, um, what's his name? Josh Ship, uh, a motivational yeah. speaker there at, uh, he, he taught at the national convention when I was in high school and I don't know how I remember this, but he said, uh, 
Um, he couldn't stand the cheesy posters, I mean, the cheesy things, sayings that said, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. And he, and he said that was bull crap, you know, if you miss, you land on Uranus. But, uh, I mean, you, you do <laughs> those things even, I mean, but if you look, you know, if you shoot a long ways ahead and you fall a little bit short, you, you still went a whole lot farther than if you would have never moved, you know. And so I think that's so important to be able to just um, step outside your comfort zone and grow as a person and set your goals a whole lot higher than what you think you can reach, you know. Um, and another thing is the listen to positivity. Um, try to shield out the negativity because negative people can really detriment your, your success. And uh, um, sometimes if you have the right mindset, you can let them fuel you. But a lot of times it defers you from even trying. And I think that uh, surround yourself with positive people, positivity really impacts somebody. You know, I was looking on YouTube um, at the comments and there's a, person that really does not like me I don't think but, anyway, <laughs> um, but there was so many good comments and then I found the one and I dwelled on that negative comment and it just it kind of resonated with me man what I can't believe I, maybe I don't need to do this if people don't like me but then I started looking I was like there's that one person there's that a hundred people saying good things and then there's one person that said a bad thing and am I gonna let that one person um like defer me from going on and keeping on uh, doing stuff that's going to influence others and make a more positive than negative impact on other people's lives. I think just listen to positivity, man. Positivity will drive success. Positivity will let, uh, let you grow a whole lot farther. Um, if you have negative people surrounding you, then it's going to defer you from growing because they're going to hold you back for sure. I love that. I love that. And boo-hoo to the person who was you know, being all negative. Look, you should have heard them last night. They posted something else in the other video. Like, I wanted uh, somebody else to win, but as long as Will didn't win, I didn't care. Look, at least they're they're um they're very consistent because they have commented. <laughs> I've done like that same person. Um, we tried reporting them, but they never delete their profile. It's okay though. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, Will, going back to just really where you came from um, and how growing up you were a little bit shorter, a little bit um, just kind of the underdog. Um, basically, you said your whole life playing sports, having to play up. Um, what advice would you give to someone else who's in the same position? And maybe just what's the biggest thing that you learned through all of that? Um, and even during the Titan games, um, what is something that you learned through all that that someone can apply to sports? They can apply to maybe their goals, their dreams that you were just telling them about. Like, what's some motivation that you can give them? Yeah, so um, biggest thing I can tell you is, uh, you know, believe in yourself, believe what you have uh, in your heart. Because um, I mean, truthfully, it does not matter what you look like. It doesn't matter like your physical character. I mean of course you need to work hard and you have to, you know, do everything to increase your athleticism. But if you think that you can go to a higher level of athletic competition or any, anything as far as like in school or whatever, you know, you got to put your mind to it and you got to work hard. You, it's not just going to come to you without work, you know, um, nothing good was ever accomplished without hard work. I think was that John Wooten maybe, but anyway, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, nothing, nothing's good ever was accomplished without hard work, man. You got to work hard for it. You got to put in the hours and, uh, you know, that, that call is going to come, you know, it, it, you know, if you put in the work and you, you give yourself that opportunity, biggest thing is giving yourself the opportunity to, to do better and, um, to fuel your passion and everything. And then whenever, uh, that opportunity comes, you got to be ready for it. And if you're not working every day for it, you won't be ready. And, uh, that'll, that'll really set you back. But if you work hard and you'll, you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish if you, if you, um, put in the time, put in the effort and just like somebody on a weight, weight loss journey. If you go and you say, man, I need to lose weight. But if you eat the same every single day, chances are it's not, you know, it's not going to happen. And um, so if you go and you actually put in the meal plan and the eating right and you go and you work out, you, you burn calories every day, then chances are you're going to be start seeing results and uh, um, you're going to accomplish what you need to accomplish. But you got to put in work. You, you have to put in the work to do it. You have to put in uh, the hours in the gym. You got to put in the hours in the classroom if you want to be better in, in academics. You know, I, there's not one person in my class that they said, I'm not really good in school. Uh, that's, that's not true. So you don't want to work hard in school. Um, there's something in a school, in a classroom that you can be good at and you can maybe find something like in that classroom that you can take and be better upon. I had one kid that disliked school so much that he didn't want to do very much like of anything, but he, he found a love for lawn care. So he, he would really like, he loved to go and mow the grass and everything. Now he owns his own lawn care business, a, lawn, a landscape business. So it's just a matter of finding something that, you know, they love and, um, putting in the work in it, you know, um, if you go in with the mindset that I'm going to, I hate this, I'm not going to find anything that I like out of this, then it's not going, it's not going to happen for you. But if you go in and you're like, I don't, I don't really care for this, but I'm going to work hard at it. And then maybe something, something's good is going to come out of that hard work. Loretta, you got something else or? I do. Yes. So with the whole social distancing and quarantine and everything that has been going on the past Five months, three months. Uh, it's been five, six long. months. Almost. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, so I got you down for that. <laughs> um, all these students and just people in general, um, no matter what their age, um, they had dreams and goals before, and maybe some of them have lost it uh, throughout the past five, six months. Um, what advice would you give them to maybe refine it or continue working towards it? Um, Cause I know personally I've struggled. Um, I was starting to work out a little bit before and then I, I lost it. Um, so I've been trying to get back into that. So what advice would you give them to maybe start working on their goals again, start working on their dreams or just keep that motivation up? Yeah. So I think uh, now during this time has been hard on a lot of people that didn't have access for sure. It's been twice as hard on the people to get uh, like, it's been hard on the gym owners as well because people are dropping their memberships and everything. But um, I think right now it's taken more, it takes more mental like fortitude to continue the pursuit of fit, fitness and being uh, athletically like motivated every single day, you know, um, to go out and be physically active every single day. It's taken more mental fortitude at, ever before because it's been such a, like solitary time, you know, you've been alone. So um, I think that's where finding a, it's just like in a church when you're in a church group 
and you surround yourself with people that are, you know, um, you know, engaging in the word every single day, then it, it helps you to build your relationship across just the same thing with your physical, um, like physical activity, queuing, like find a group of people. That's why CrossFit people are so powerful because they are all a tight knit community and they get involved in these community like CrossFit groups. And so you, if you surround yourself with people that are um, like going after it every day, and like, look, I don't care what anybody says, people motivate people. Um, you know, you see a picture of somebody that's shredding everything that's going to motivate you to go out there and get shredded. Or you see pictures of like the, you know, athletically fit people and everything just going out there and doing great things and like going at, and like achieving greatness in the athletic world and stuff. You, you want to go out there and do those things. So, I mean, if you surround yourself with positive people that want to go out there and accomplish the task, the same task as you want to accomplish, then that's going to feed you right into uh, a, a great motivation. You're going to be in a different mental um, like mindset when you're going into it and every day. You're like, man, I got to go and work out because everybody else is working out. They're doing this workout this day. And uh, it's just a matter of like finding people. You know, it's hard working out alone. It really is. Um, it is. I have felt like between my dad, um, the weightlifting coach here at the high school and uh, the baseball coach here at high school, we have, we've kind of like formed a great, if I'm not working out with them, I'm working out with my dad. And it's just, you know, we always got somebody to work out with, you know, and, that's why I, I won't get a home gym. I just, I, I just don't want to get a home gym because I like to go and be around people because if I see them working out hard, it's going to entice me to work out hard. Mm -hmm. And it, you're, the energy feeds, I'm so contagious. A gym is contagious with energy. So uh, I, I just feel like um, people motivate people. So if you get, get around some positive people that want to be uh, stronger and want to be more in shape, then that's, that's, that's going to fuel you to be more. Um, and you know, you could, you could take that advice and translate it almost anything. I mean, if you want right. to accomplish more business wise, get around people who are entrepreneurs and are thinking that if you want to accomplish more in, in the world that you and I came from an ag world, you know, the, being at teachers and stuff with, with FFA, if you want to accomplish more than that, you got to hang around those people to accomplish more than that. That's right. Uh, it, it works in almost everything. Sarah? Yeah, so I was actually going to say the same exact thing. Yeah, it works <laughs> everywhere. And so when you were competing with other people on the Titan Games, I'm assuming y'all kind of hung out together here and there. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from someone else who was there? Ooh. Um, can I plug in my computer right quick? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want it to die right in the middle of uh, saying something. That's a, a rookie mistake on my part, right? That's okay. That, that's perfectly fine. I hope you can edit it. <laughs> no, we're going to leave that part in. That, that makes oh, it real. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was that question again, Sarah Beth? What was the biggest piece of advice or just the biggest lesson that you learned from someone else um, who you were competing against at the Titan Games? I think that, uh, you know, the way that I think – I guess it was just like being around people and encouraging other people, you know, it doesn't take away from your ability to do good. Um, putting, I mean, building others up, keeping them, encouraging others, you know, it's not going to take away from your ability to go out there and perform, um, but it will build them up and just, uh, you know, encouraging all the rest of the um, people being positive. Positive is, man, it's so contagious. Positivity just 
fuels everybody's like mood and attitude. Um, negativity is just, you know, it, it's contagious as well. And uh, I think that was the biggest thing is all the competitors were so positive and encouraging to everybody. Um, there was not one person on that uh, Titan Games contestants that I wouldn't, you know, want to hang out with. They were just such good people, um, so motivational. And uh, they, they really – Dwayne Rod Johnson really did a great job of picking those um, competitors because, you know, I just felt honored to be there with them because they were such good people. And uh, they were just icons of the athletic industry for sure. Now, you became branded. I don't think anyone else had a brand that I saw on there that you, you, got, you had your own brand as, as the series progressed. Uh, country strong. How did that come about? And, and tell our audience some of the things that have come as a result of that. Well, um, so uh, like my mom, she said, well, you know, since they branded us, you know, they had a, her, us holding signs, uh, them holding signs in the audience and everything. Um, so uh, mom's like, let's just get us a couple of t-shirts, you know, and wear like for the um, viewing parties and stuff. Well, you know, as soon as we, we they, people saw us wearing those t-shirts at the viewing party, they wanted them. They, another person wanted them. Next thing you know, we sold like 500 T-shirts, Country Strong T-shirts. And uh, um, then we came out with another T-shirt, the All Gas, No Brakes T-shirt. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just – I sent went, and I sent my audition video, and I, I was like, you know, um, there's a lot of people out there that are strong, but there's not many people that are Country Strong. You know? <laughs> and I told them I grew up showing animals and uh, I'm working on hog farm and, um, you know, just – basically doing stuff outside, you know, working outside instead of in the gym is where I, I feel like I grew most of my muscles and my, um, basically my range of motion, the joint strength and everything like that, which I really do, do feel like it really played a role in it. You know, people it that did, you flew through some of those obstacles. I and mean, I was thinking that's what great mobility and agility. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I feel like my agility going through stuff like that, you know, I, I like to, to hunt a lot, right? So sometimes deer go or deer or ducks or something, they go through very thick places like briar beds in eastern North Carolina. Everything's got briars in North Carolina. So you got to be able to run through the, you know, the briars and everything to be able to get there. And I can, I can go through like woods quicker than anybody I've ever like ran up against. If somebody's like, um, if we're going chasing like into bear, if they like, for bear hunting or something, then I can run through the woods faster than anybody. So I, fe I felt like I was always uh, pretty good at running through the woods. So I felt like that played right into the Titan games. Um, same way with the rat cage over there. Um, it's what I call it, rat cage. They say the cage girl is a rat cage. But. <laughs> Somebody said that the, um, the floppy things were uh, waffle fries. <laughs> <laughs> the things after the cage. Yeah, that was it, the drop zone. Yeah, somebody said that was um, waffle fries or something, the the um, flapjacks or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, it was just a great time. Um, I was ready. I was ready for it and uh, just paid off. Old country well, it, <laughs> And it, it showed it was real popular. Uh, I've been able to observe it uh, here in North Carolina. It, it really has caught on. Uh, that, yeah. that that brand and I think for an area well for the entire country but really for our area that you know struggling because of COVID and everything that's going on it kind of lifted the spirits of the area it kind of gave them some a little bit of swagger and pride to say hey we're we're 
we're country strong over here. And, and they yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of people that, uh, yeah, I was in Myrtle beach and, um, saw people that, uh, um, they, uh, they were like, is that country strong over there? But I'm pretty sure they realized it was maybe because of the mullet, you know, um, there's not many ag teachers out there. It takes like a lot of strength, a lot of country strength to even get to tell the person, Hey, I want a mullet <laughs> strength in itself. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, um, that was an ordeal, uh, Parents were not too happy about it. I was like, "Look, I'm I'm 26 years old. I, you know, I get if I want to get a mohawk, I get a mohawk, you know. But I didn't want a mohawk. I wanted a, a mullet because I felt like I was coming back. I like Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen's a great singer. Um, so uh, trying to be ahead of the trends with them, and uh, I feel like we, you know, feel like we're um because there's a lot of people out there with mullets now. As a child of the 80s, we appreciate. Uh, your, your resurgence of the mullets where I came from the area where they were pretty commonplace. Uh, FFA <laughs> jackets were, with guys wearing mullets were pretty a uh, normal sight uh, in Raleigh during June. So there's well, very few of you people who are listening that'll understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> so William, if folks wanted to reach out to you, if they wanted to connect with you to learn more, maybe get some inspiration, how can they reach out to you? What would be a way for them to connect with you? Yeah. Um, Instagram, Coach Dub Sutton, at Coach Dub Sutton on everything, really. Um, Coach Dub Sutton on Instagram, Coach Dub Sutton on Twitter, Coach Dub Sutton on TikTok. Um, my TikTok is blowing off the roof right now, and it's not even because of the Titan Games. I don't even think anybody on my TikTok even knows I'm on the Titan Games. But I, <laughs> I think I had a, uh, a video that went viral. Um, the sound actually went viral, not even video. But uh, – People add me on TikTok. So now I got like 17,000 followers on TikTok. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, and uh, so in TikTok, I mean, uh, the Titan Games didn't, I don't think they had an effect on it. So it was just uh, all my authentic uh, ability to be a comedian. And, and all uh, of the uh, username is the same? Yeah, at Coach Dove Sutton. All right. Coach Dove Sutton. You can contact me from a website uh, at Coach, I mean, uh, CoachDoveSutton.com. Um, if you want to like reach out to me and ask me a question, you can fill out that little thing on the bottom or you want like any, uh, information on, um, speaking engagements. I don't know if I'd be any good at a speaking engagement, but, uh, Hey, we can connect. We can help you. Uh, we can help you. <laughs> you help me That's right what now. we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, William, this has been fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I know our audience has enjoyed it and congratulations on, on making it a, as far as you did. Uh, to, to be runner-up in a national contest and get that kind of exposure, uh, and especially our exposure on, on a show that is, you know, led by the, <laughs> the world's biggest blockbuster star. That's pretty major. Uh, yeah. And as, as Sarah was telling me beforehand, it, it, it's like North Carolina, especially ag, needed a win because we've gone for such a long time without a significant win, and you gave them a win in a way they didn't expect. And, and, and I have seen in our communities, in our ad communities, that's really giving them a, a resurgence of pride uh, going forward. So I thank you for that, and I know they do as well. I appreciate it. Uh, maybe we can get us a national officer now. Uh, and I'll take the um, <laughs> the curse off of us. <laughs> well, that would, be, that would be the next step going forward for North Carolina. So thank you for joining us, and uh, 
to the show notes, look at the show notes that we'll have. We'll have all his contact information on that, and we'll, we'll make sure that you guys know how to get in touch with him. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.